I feel it in my soul. I am determined to hold out to the end. Amen. Praise God. We must be determined to go all the way. We must be fully persuaded that nothing, as Paul said, shall stop me from reaching that point that I'm trying to get to. Amen. So it is so good to be in the house of the Lord, to have everybody in the house of the Lord again tonight for our midweek Bible study. Amen. Last month, it's hard to believe the months are just flying by. Amen. But last month we was talking about a better resurrection. Amen. And when you are born again, Paul says we are risen to walk in newness of life. Amen. And that's what you want to always remember. You're not the old person you used to be. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. That's why the Bible said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Our lifestyle, everything about us should begin to move to a newness. Amen. Because we are moving to a better place. This world is not our home. We're just passing through here. We can't put our stakes down. Amen. So we're looking for a better place. We're going to a better place. Amen. Israel had promises from God that he would take them to a better place, to a better land. Amen. But the Bible lets us know that they could not enter because of unbelief. And he gives us warning that we should not have that same attitude of unbelief. We must believe. John says these things are written that we might believe that Jesus is the Christ and that believer we may have eternal life through his name. Amen. So we got to believe. We as Christians, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. We believe in the eternal. We believe in things not seen. Amen. We know it's going to happen. So tonight we want to start talking about this better country, a better country. Amen. Hebrews 11 verse 16 says, But now they desire a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. Amen. Now, thinking about that these things are written for us, he's prepared for them a city. That means he's prepared for us a city. The Bible lets us know that if we have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that the promises that God made Abraham are for us as well. So we've got exceeding precious promises. The Bible tells us also that I have not seen and ear have not heard and neither have it in and in the hearts of men the things which God has prepared for them that love him, but he's revealed them to us by his spirit. See, the Holy Ghost teaches us, it leads us, it shows us, it guides us so that we see the promises of God, so that it increases our faith because what? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why one of the goals of this church, if you notice, is for you to read your Bible through every year. See? Because if you get into the habit of reading your Bible through, what takes place is God begins to enlighten you. He begins to show you things that you may not have known or you had have questions about in times past. And so God began to open these things up to you so that you see. The more you stay with it, the more you're going to know. The less you stay with it, the less you're going to know. Amen. It's no, it's no different than any other course in, in school or whatever. The more you go to school, the more you're probably going to know. The less you go, the less you're going to know. 
Abraham Lincoln said, the day you stop learning is the day you stop leading, or the day you stop reading is the day you stop learning. You know, so we have to get in the mindset that this book is for us. That's why Romans 15, 4 lets us know that the things which were written for was written for what? Our learning. That we, through patience and comfort of the Scripture, might find hope. We have hope in God through His Word. That's why those things, those stories are, are written for you and I. They're to cause us to realize what others went through so that we learn, so that we do not make the same mistake. See, God was taking them to a better place. He had to fulfill His promise. Don't ever forget that. God made Abraham a promise before he ever had a kid. Amen. When you read the Scripture, you see it. God told him. He says, you're going to have a son, and your son's going to go into captivity. He's going to be in captivity 400 years, but I will bring him back to this very point. And we see how it all unfolded. The children of Israel wind up in Egypt. They was down there for 400 and something years. And then God raised up Moses when he should have been killed. Amen. Sent him down in there. Moses was trained and educated under the, the Pharaoh, the education system of Pharaoh. Amen. He went out in the desert, was gone for 40 years, and God sent him back at 80 years old to lead the people out. And he brought them back out to the promised land. And then he, you know, smoked the rock instead of speaking to the rock. <laughs> and Joshua wound up taking the children of Israel into the promised land. But the promises of God are all yes and amen. And so those things are written for us. And so now we see here, it lets us know, amen, that they desired a better country. Amen. This world is not our home. If you look at the world we live in right now, it's getting darker and evil and evier. evier. <laughs> is that a word? More and more evil. Amen. And Paul has already told us that. He says, evil seducers are going to wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. See? But we must continue in the things which we have learned and been assured of who we have learned them of. So they desired a better country that is a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a place. Amen. I can remember in 1987 when my mom died, the preacher, the Methodist preacher's message, I still remember it. You know, he preached the message, is moving days. That was the name of the, the message he preached. And the scripture he uses here, we have no, uh, no home, but we seek for one. You know, and so that's the key. See, we're going to a better place. See, so, so we don't want to put our stakes down here. You don't want to get so attached here because the more attached you get, you won't want to leave. That's where you will always want to stay, see? And so we must desire the better place. Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. Now, my pastor always taught me, he says, you always live like Jesus is coming this very moment, and you prepare 
and plan like he's not coming for a hundred years. See? So I can't lose my focus and I can't lose my priority. See, God must always be number one. God must always have preeminence in my life. See, I've got to give him the first of everything because I don't know when my days are done. No man knows the minute or the hour when the Lord will return. So therefore, I have to be ready. I have to be set apart. I have to be sanctified. And this is what God does for us when we're born again. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, he says, You're washed, but you're sanctified and you're justified in the name of the Lord God and by the Spirit of our God. See, the Holy Ghost is designed to change us, to bring us into that pure nature of God and to make us holy and set apart for what God desires us to become. See, we know the Scripture tells us in 1 Peter 1.16 to be ye holy, for I am holy. In other words, be set apart, be separated for the use of God. You want your life to be in such a way that you are that living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You see that Peter is, con- uh, Paul is constantly writing about we're vessels. He, he tells us that we're to be vessels of honor, meat for the master's use. And the way we do that is we get into the Word of God and we become doers of God's Word and we live according to God's Word because the fact of the matter is we're going to a better place. And we know that to be able to enter into that better place, we got to be holy. We got to be set apart. We've got to be fit for the master's use. And so we want to do those things that will get us into the door. Paul says in Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4, if you got your Bibles, Colossians 3, verse 1 through 4, We'll do a little walking through the scriptures here tonight. Amen. Colossians, right behind the book of Philippi, Philippians, chapter 3, verse 1. If you then being risen with Christ, okay? In other words, if you've been baptized and you've received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he says what? Seek those things which are above. Notice, heavenly things. We're going to a heavenly place. We're going to a better place. Seek for the things that are up there. That's why Jesus says in Matthew 6, we're going to come right back to this. He says in Matthew 6, 19, he says, Don't lay up treasures on the earth where rust and moth doth corrupt and thieves break in and steal. He says, But lay up treasures in heaven because where your treasures are, there will your heart be also. Say, So where your treasures are, if I'm putting things in heavenly places where I'm going, I'm going to be looking to go get those things or to see those things. See? So I want my heart to be where I'm going. Amen. So Paul says, if you didn't been risen with Christ, then seek those things above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth. For you are dead, and your life is hid in Christ and God. Notice, you're dead. This, this world should not even appease you. If you're born again, 
of the water and the spirit, the world, this world we're living in shouldn't even, shouldn't even phase you to appease you. You know why? Because this is not your home. This is not where you're staying. You're going to a better place. You're going to the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem. You're going to the place, as the songwriter said, where there'll be no night. You're going to the place where Jesus is the light. The trumpet's going to sound and I'll be called away. Amen. We're dead. So when Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Notice, we're going to be with him. As Paul says in Thessalonica to the church at Thessalonica, he says, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us who remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord. And what? So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, what? Comfort one another with those words. See, you're supposed to be encouraging one another and building one another. Hey, man, we're going to be with the Lord. We're going to be with Jesus all the time. We're going to be singing and dancing around the throne, uh, jumping and shouting all over the place. All right? You ever did a Holy Ghost jig down here? Think about up there. Just get in practice now. You know, get excited down here because you're going to a better place up there. Yeah, you know, it, you shouldn't be discouraged. You know why? How many times do you hear people say, we read the back of the book and we win? The system is rigged. <laughs> we win. So I can't lose. See? So I need to be excited because I know we're going to win, so I'm just going to go start shouting now, you know, and just get excited about where I'm going. He goes on and says, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, inordinate affection, even concupiscence and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God come upon the children of disobedience, and the which you also walk sometime when you lived in them. See, notice, sometimes, that's what you used to be. See, that's how Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, he says, such were some of you. But now you're washed. Now you're sanctified, you're justified in the name of the Lord. See, those, that's the old man. That's the old way of life. See, now you're the new creature in Christ. And so, therefore, you should be excited and expired, uh, excited and, and edified because you're going to a better place. See, you, you, you've got to see what he's trying to show you here so you don't do those same things. Don't go back to the old way. Don't, don't fall back. Don't relapse. Don't backslide. And the way you do that is you build your relationship with the Lord. We've been talking about worship on Sunday morning. God's got to be priority. You've got to love Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. See, He's got to be number one. And if you fall in love with God and you're willing to do what His Word tells you to do, you're going to be okay. Amen. You're going, to, you're going to be excited. You're going to be edified. You're going to be lifted up here. Amen. And so this is what you, what you want to do here, Paul says. If you've been risen with Christ, seek the things above. Amen. He's gone to prepare a place for me. And if he's gone to prepare a place for me, he will come again. Amen. And receive me to himself. So I don't want to put my stakes down here. Amen. I want to be ready at any time the Lord shall call. 
Amen. I want to be ready to move out from this place. Amen. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2, as I just said you know, before, they could not enter in because of unbelief. Amen. Paul goes on in Hebrews 4, 2, says, For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as to them. But the word preached did not profit them. Why? They didn't mix it with their faith when they heard it. See, when you hear the Word of God, you've got to mix it. It's like making a cake. See, you've got to put your faith with it. You've got to believe it. See, it's the infallible Word of God. This is the infallible Word of God. See, so you've got to believe. That's why faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. See, the wherewith shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed to the Word of God. See, we, we have to get into this thing. We've got to believe it. We've got to trust it. We have to understand it. It's for our, our purification. It's for changing us. Because, but if we don't mix our faith with it and don't believe it, you know what's going to happen? We're going to be just like Israel. When it's time to enter, we ain't going to be able to get in. See, they couldn't enter because of unbelief. But we must believe. I, want to, I don't want to come here every week and, and not believe it. I'm not doing this just for the fun. <laughs> I'm doing this because I'm going to a better place. I know that this place is going to perish here. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. You know, in the game of Russian roulette, every now and then the bullet goes into the chamber. See? So you, you need to be aware of that. Amen. And so I don't know when my time to exit is. See? So I want to be ready. Notice the Second Peter chapter 3. Go to Second Peter chapter 3. Second Peter chapter 3. Close to the back of your Bible. Peter, right in here, this second epistle, he says, Beloved, I write to you, and both which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. Notice, he said, I want to bring your mind back around a little bit. He said, I want to stir you up a little bit. He said, I want to give you some excitement here. He says, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then was, being overflowed with water, perished. He's talking about Noah. Okay? He says, people says, man, everything is just like it was. No, there was, there was a flood came and took everybody away, but Noah. And his family. 
Amen. But the heaven and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and prediction of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years. Think about that. One day with Jesus will be like you've been there for a thousand years. And a thousand years will be just like one day. Wow. Wow. One day is a thousand years. Wow. Man. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Notice, God wants us all to turn around. He's giving everybody a chance. See, that's why the Lord says in Ezekiel, I don't have any pleasure in people dying. He gave his life on Calvary so that everybody could live. See? And so we all have the same opportunity. Matter of fact, Solomon says the crown is for every generation. Every generation can have eternal salvation because God has made the way. See? He didn't just say, well, I'm going to prepare the heavens for 144,000. <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you shall be also. It's for everybody. Say, nobody should miss it. So Peter says he's not slack concerned. He's long-suffering. He's full of compassion. He's full of mercy. How many times we read that? It is of the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed because his compassions fail not. Lamentations 3. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. See, God has given us L a chance. Every day we wake up, we got a chance to get it right. Amen. We can't just say, well, I got it right today. I'm right. Okay. No. We got to examine, as Paul said, examine ourselves. Prove our own self. Make sure we're in the faith. Make sure we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. Make sure we're living right. Make sure we're serving right. Make sure we're picking up our cross daily and following Him. And I always tell you, the cross is what? Your compassion. Resisting temptation. Being obedient to the Word of God. Having a submitted spirit to God and to those over you. And have a heart of servitude. Amen. You, that's how you carry your cross. Say, Amen. So God wants everything. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, under which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things should be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be, and what all holy conversation and godliness? In other words, in your behavior. What person ought you to be in your behavior? This is why David says in the Psalms, 
I will behave myself in a perfect way. Amen. We've got to get into the mindset of learning what to do is right. That's what Paul says. If you've been reading with Christ, start mortifying some things. Start killing some junk that you've been carrying around. Get rid of it. Amen. Don't keep trying to live the same old way and expect to go to the new city. It doesn't work. Say, we have to purify ourselves. We've got to purify our mind. Amen. Because God is holy. We know through Scripture unrighteousness and unholiness cannot enter there. See, so we want to do those things now to prepare ourselves for that new city. Because I don't know when my day is going to be that I've got to appear before the judgment seats of God. I just know I've got an appointment. <laughs> Amen. So, seeing that all these things should be dissolved, what matter of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation, God? Looking for and hasten unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent or practice and get busy that you may be found of him in peace without spot and without blameless. Amen. So get it together here. Go to Second Timothy chapter uh, 2. Verse 20, 2 Timothy 2:20. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified or made holy, amen, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. Flee also you for lust, and follow righteousness, and faith, and charity, and peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid, nor they do gender strife. And the servants of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patience, and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preventure or by chance, will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who he has taken captive at his will. So notice here, the instructions are given to show us how to get in the right path and to do the right things, because they're preparing us. That's what the Word of God is designed to do, to prepare us, to get us ready. And so it's important that we study it and follow it so that we are ready when God comes back for us. We shouldn't miss this. It should excite us because there's a better place. It's called a new heaven and a new earth. Amen. I want to go there. Darian dwell righteousness, uh, Peter says here. Now look at Revelation chapter 21. Revelation chapter 21. You know, one of the most exciting books to me is the book of Revelation. You know, a lot of people get scared when they read Revelation. I get excited. Yeah. I get excited when I read Revelation. Amen. It's just, it's just revealing God is all it's doing, you know. 
chapter 21, verse 1. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth was passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Beautiful. Think about the beauty. Amen. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and he will with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. You see, that's why Hebrews 11 says they look for a city, amen, because where God is not ashamed to be called their God, because God will always be with them. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'll be right there with you. Think about being around the throne. Amen. Casting your crowns as we see in Revelation 4 with the angels crying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Think about being around that throne, not having any more worries, no more pain, no more suffering. All the things, the former things will all be passed away. All things will be new here. Amen. Praise God. And God shall, verse 4, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Amen. And there shall be no more death, and neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Amen. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are what? True and faithful. God has said, This is true and it's faithful. You can take it to the bank. He's saying, This is what's going to happen. I'm going to wipe away all tears, all pain, all sorrows, no more death. It ain't happening anymore. No more death. Because you are going to be eternal with the Lord forever and ever and ever. It's never going to be an end of worshiping and praise. For you're going to live with Him forever and ever and ever. Think about it. But on the other hand, if we don't get there, it's going to be eternal. Forever and ever and ever. As the rich man says to Abraham, I mean, Lazarus, I mean, Abraham, let Lazarus come and dip his finger in water that he may touch my tongue because I'm parched in this flame. You know, so that's going to be eternal. Amen. Can you imagine hearing the demons shouting forever, 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 forever. We're in this fire forever, 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 forever. But on the other hand, we can be praising forever, 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 forever. Rejoicing forever and ever. Amen. No more pain forever. And they're screaming, ah! And we are rejoicing forever, forever. Think about it. Praise God. These words are true. And they're faithful. God says you can take this to the bank. Because he's the word and he's faithful. Amen. Praise God. And he that overcome shall inherit all things, verse 7. And I will be his God, and he shall be my son. 
But the fearful and the unbelieving and the abominable and the murderers and the whoremongers and the sorcerers and the idolaters and all lies shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels which had the seven vows full of seven last plagues and talked with me and said, Come hither. And I will show thee the bride, the Lamb's wife. And he carried me away into the Spirit, into a great and high mountain, and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God in her lights, was likened to stones most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal, and had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and the gates of uh, twelve angels, and the names was written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the, the children of Israel. And on the east of uh, three gates, and on the north three gates, and on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Can you imagine being John, seeing this vision, and seeing your name on the foundation? Wow! <laughs> Man, look how beautiful this thing is. All these jewels of gates of pearls and wow. Man, it made me want to run right now. Say, let's go, Jesus. Let's go. Let's, let's get up there now so I can get a glimpse and, and stay there if I get there. <laughs> I want to get up there and you send me back. I want to get up there and stay. Amen. And he that talked with me had a golden reed to measure the city and the gates thereof and the wall thereof. And the city lie four square and the length is as large as the breadth. And he measured the city with the reed, 12,000 furlongs. You know, I figured this up one time. If it is based on the, the uh, 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 cubic being 18 inches. And I measured this based on that. And you know how big it would be? 1,500 miles that way, 1,500 miles that way, 1,500 miles that way, 1,500 miles that way, and 1,500 miles that way. Think about that. Wow. Talk about a city. How big that is. Man. And there'd be no night. Because Jesus is the light. <laughs> Amen. Wow. That, I think the United States, what, 3,000 miles across or something like that? Man, what a city. What a city. Amen. And he measured the walls thereof, 100 and forty-four cubits, according to the measure of the man, that is, of the angels, and the building of the wall, it was of jasper and city, and the city was pure gold, like unto clear glass. Wow. Fort Knox ain't got anything on this place. Man. And the foundations of the wall of the city was garnered with all manners of precious stone. Amen. The first foundation of Jasper, the second of Sapphire, the third of, how you pronounce that? Chrysodonomy, and the fourth, the emeralds, and the fifth, sardinx, and the sixth, sardis, and the seventh, chrysolite, and the ninth, topaz, and the ninth, crystal 
Pharaohs, and the eleventh, the Jesseth, and the twelfth, and Amist, and the twelfth gates of twelve pearls. Every several gates was of one pearl, and the streets of the city was pure gold as it was transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it, and the gates of it shall not be shut all at all by day, for there shall be no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of, of the nations into it, and there shall in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, or maketh a lie, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Think about it. Amen. Is your name in the Lamb book of life? Amen. Then stay there. If you've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost, your name is in the book. Make sure you keep it there. You've got to do those things to make sure that it stay there. Amen. When you get there, you don't, you want to be excited because you know that your name is there. Amen. John goes on in verse chapter 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Now John takes us back to Ezekiel 47. You remember what Ezekiel saw the waters that was ushering out from under the throne. Amen. Of God. And it goes everywhere. See, this last chapter is taking you back now to Ezekiel 47, as this is what Ezekiel saw. In the midst of the streets of it, and on either side of the river, was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruit, and yield of fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God, and the Lamb shall be in it, and His servants shall serve Him. And they shall see face, and His name shall be in their foreheads. Have you been sealed? Amen. With the name of Jesus. Amen. In your forehead. Praise God. That's why when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, it's like, boom! Man, I got baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. In 1984, I mean, it was just like somebody hit me right between the eyes. I felt like, man, I've been branded. <laughs> Amen. Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. His name is in your forehead. Amen. Realize that, whose you are. Praise God. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. Where did, where did I go? Amen. Here, verse 5. There shall be no night there. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord's God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These things are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets 
sent his angel to show unto his servant the things which must shortly be done. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then said he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sands of this book. Worship God. Amen. Notice. He says, don't you worship me. Don't get into worshiping angels. He says, you worship God. See, people are starting to get into this false doctrine of worshiping angels. Don't you get into that. You worship God. Amen. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You must worship Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Don't worship anything down here. Don't you worship me as your pastor. God is the only thing that you must worship. Amen. He's the only one worthy. Thou, O Lord, are worthy to be honored. Amen. Him only should you serve and worship Him. Praise God. Hallelujah. And He said unto me, Seal not this saying of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according to his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do the, His commandments, that they may be right to to the, have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into that city. See, you want to be able to walk right through the gate. That's why Jesus says in Matthew seven, remember, enter ye at the straight gate. But wide is the gate, and broad is the way that lead to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that lead to life, and few there be that find it. You want to be able to walk through the straight gate. Why? Because Jesus is the gate. He is the door to the sheepfold. There is no other way to get in. No man can come to the Father but by me. So we've got to worship God. We want to go through Him. The way, amen, is the waterway. You've got to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. You've got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. With the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God give the utterance so that you are on that path and you're going in the right direction. Praise God. Blessed are they that do these commandments. This is my commandment that you love one another if I had loved you. Praise God. For without, verse 15, are dogs and scoffers, sorcerers, excuse me, and whoremongers, and murderers, and adulterers, and whosoever loveth and make a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angels to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let him that hears say, Come. And let him that is the thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. 
For I testify to every man that hear the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plague that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of this book of the prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testify these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so come, Lord Jesus. Amen. So we got to get ready. We're going to a better place. We're going to a new city. Amen. You remember what Jesus says in Matthew 25? Amen. When, the, we, when we appear before him, he's going to say to those on his right hand, Enter ye the kingdom that is prepared for you. And to those on the left, depart from me. Right. And they're going to say, Lord, when we do all these things. Remember? Right. He says, When you've done it unto the least of these, my brothers, you've done it unto me. This is why we've got to have a servant's heart. This is why we've got to visit the sick and shut in. This is why we've got to see every opportunity to share the truth of the gospel with those who may not know. Amen. This is why Jude says, on some have compassion, make a difference. Hating their garments, stained by the flesh, pulling them out of the fire. Amen. Because we're going to a better place. Amen. If you're going to a better place and you know you're going to a better place, don't you want to take somebody with you? I want to take as many as I can with me. Come on. I found something new. Jesus says the kingdom of God is like a man traveling and he finds a treasure in the field. What does he do? He sells everything else and he buys the field because he wants the treasure. Well, brothers and sisters, we found a treasure. Amen. Jesus is our treasure. Amen. So we should be ready to get rid of everything else that don't compare and just focus on our treasure and love that treasure and, and protect that treasure and serve that treasure and love that treasure with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen. Because he's coming again for a people, praise God, without spot and without blemish. We're going to be with them. In my Father's house are many mansions, Jesus says in John 14, 2 and 3. If it were not so, I would have told you. See, because he's faithful and true, he would have told us if it wasn't true. See, but he says it's true. Many mansions, many abodes, many rooms are there for you and for me. And I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there shall you be also. So he's already got the place prepared for us. Amen. What are you going to put in your room? What are you going to put in your house? You sending stuff up there already? You know? Are you, are you saying, hey, let me give you this thousand and go ahead and get me. <laughs> Think about it. Amen. You want to prepare now. Amen. Get ready for your new abode. Get ready for your new house. Get ready for your new place. Wow. Nothing down here can compare. What you see right now is going to go away. We already know that. We've already read that. We saw that. It, it's temporal. 
As you hear me say, you buy a new car, as soon as you drive it off the lot, it ain't worth what it was when you bought it. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not. Don't think you ever get the same amount what you put, the sticker on the car said when you signed the paper. You won't. It lost value as soon as you pull out the lot. Right. See? So nothing down here compares. The things here is to be used to prepare us for there. Right. Right. Amen. We've been chosen. We've been brought with the price. Jesus says, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And I ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit might remain. That your father will be glorified. Amen. This is what he's wanting. He's prepared this place for us. And he gives us this glimpse. That's all I needed to see was that glimpse. Amen. And that glimpse makes all the difference in the world of where I'm going. And I'm seeking for that. Hebrews 11 says that Abraham, when God called Abraham, it says he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs of the same promise. Amen. And notice verse 10. For he looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Wow. Amen. He was looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. And we know that Jesus is God. And Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. So God is going to prepare a place for us. And he says, I'm coming back for you. So should we not be looking for that city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God? Amen. Encourage one another with those words. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. We're going to a better place. Amen. I know we just hit the surface a little bit tonight in our introduction, as I just gave you. Amen. But we're going to talk about this better country a little bit more uh, this month. Amen. And so prepare our hearts. Amen. Hopefully to get to that city without, amen, problems. Amen. Praise God.